This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. I was thinking yesterday as uh, the Houston Christian coach got tossed, I was thinking, <laughs> I wonder like, if you get hired like by a you know, Trinity Baptist or a Houston Christian or you know, fill in the blank Catholic, you know, fill in the blank this Methodist, whatever, the denomination, hell, even the Buddhists. Um, do you, like, is your code of conduct, is it expected to be a little bit better on the sideline than than the average, you know, let's just say state college, technico- technological college, you know, university, you know, fill in the blank of that, do you think, or do you think it matters? I would do- I would guess that you're not um they don't expect that at any point you'll you know start preaching like like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> call the travel or the devil will come down <laughs> and bring wrath upon you and your family it's probably <laughs> frowned upon you know, but preacher I would Jed and Sister Cindy back in the day. I would expect <laughs> that you're allowed to argue with officials for your team. I okay. mean, they made you the basketball coach for a reason. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I just didn't know if maybe it, you know, getting tossed is, you know, I guess maybe occasionally you're going to do that. But it was, I mean, it was pretty well deep into the game, and I, it always it happened like right in front of us, and so I was like, didn't really, I didn't really understand what the egregious nature. Maybe it was just a thing where it just kind of built up maybe he just was maybe just a little frustrated because i think i think one of his players said something the official that got the second technical which was boom boom uh and maybe he was just sticking up for his player yeah 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 which is again i got i got no problem with it i just was it just was curious if you know not that not again not that not that we expect him to you know read from luke or anything on the sideline during the timeout um but you know just just wondered if they had, you know, extra codicils in their contract that your sideline behavior will reflect the Christian values of our Houston Christian team or Dallas Baptist or Philadelphia. But Dallas Baptist, they don't go by that anymore, do they? They go by DBU, right? Mm, I think Dallas Baptist, yeah, I think that, I think they still do. Okay. I think they're you're allowed to say both for them. I didn't know if, uh, didn't know if they had any special kind of, I, I could be wrong, Chuck, but I, I thought they were all right with it. Okay. All right. Hey, it I, seems like that was the one school that I was kind of proud of for, hey, you were both. Okay. St- but, but maybe I'm totally wrong sticking, on that. Sticking with it, you know? Yeah. As opposed to issuing some kind of edict uh, to you. Yeah, no, that, that, that drives me nuts. That does. It drives me nuts, too. Yeah. Um, we're, getting, we're getting ready to be out of that season. Uh, I mean, they take on the University of California Riverside today, so... I don't think there's any, um, you know, edict on, you know, how you say UC Riverside. I mean, that seems pretty, pretty. Don't say University of California Riverside. Right. That's so offensive. Uh, they did have a gal uh, on their team. Her name is uh, uh, Finau. And I was like, oh, is that uh, Tony Finau's daughter, the golfer? But there wasn't anything in there. I always look for things like that. I'm always, I'm always, uh, I'm always looking for those little, like, 
it's whether, name the sport doesn't matter you know um you know son of you know and he played 17 years in major league baseball or played in the nba or got a cup of coffee in the nhl or dad was a defensive tackle or something like that uh i, I love i love the little tidbits like that mm-hmm. sprinkle that in you know i love i love seeing that uh somebody says this what i'm looking for in the ladies game today is for Jazz Lewis to dominate the paint, and I love how our two freshmen, uh, Jazz Shavers and Bailey Moppin, are balling. Yeah, uh, Moppin's dropped off just a little bit. I think just the kind of getting caught. You know, they're starting to scout her more and kind of um, get on her a little bit more. She's <clears throat> they probably want her to pick up their her defense a little bit. Shavers certainly shot the ball better. Uh, Jazz Jazz Lewis, the the challenge there is just being able to stay on the floor. Um, would be great if she could play more minutes. But, yeah, I've been excited about Shavers of of late. Mm-hmm. Now she's a she was at Mississippi State, right? So she's yes. a second year player. Yeah, well she but she didn't play right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. But second year mm-hmm. out of college, and mm-hmm. I think it makes a difference, and I think that's showing. Yeah, and she was with uh, the Lady Raiders last semester, so so there. Uh, I saw this early this morning, and I immediately thought of you because I thought you will like this story. Um, <clears throat> uh, the football player's name is Trey Palmer. He uh, plays for Nebraska. But uh, for him, uh, name, image, and likeness is off of his radar. Uh, he's He has turned down um, name, image, and likeness things to the point where, according to um, this college sports uh, publication and database, it's called On3, his uh, valuation sits at $420,000 a year. They say the average Power 5 college football player has an NIL valuation of about $50,000 a year. Now, that's really going to fluctuate from the Quinn Ewers to the to the guys that are the walk-ons, right? So to, sure. to say that everybody's getting 50 is not... I, w- I would really like to know what the mean is, where half above are getting this and half below are getting this. But anyway, the point is, his manager, it's amazing these guys have managers now, right, said they've turned down over 20 possible NIL po- partnerships from food and drink beverages to sports gear companies, um, his, his he says this. I'm not. I'm just not taking the little money right now for the bigger bucks. Really, I just want to get to the NFL and do what I do and take care of my family with that money instead of taking short term money for long term money. So I can I can respect that. He transferred to Nebraska after three seasons at LSU. Uh, this past year, he caught. He played in every game. Caught 71 passes. And 1,043 yards and nine touchdowns. His uh, receiving yards set a Nebraska record. So anyway, well, I just thought that was a, I thought that was a good, good story. He's now uh, declared for the uh, 2023 NFL draft. Um, do you, do you, are, you, are you suspect of this? No, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily suspect. I, I just, I don't understand. I mean, it's not like you can't do both. Like he couldn't have had NIL money in college and then just, also. And made money in the NFL. I know he just. I guess he just didn't want to lose his focus on what he was doing on the field for his team. Uh, yeah, because these guys that are getting nil money have to do so much to get their money. <laughs> no, I, okay. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> uh, we've just been bombarded by commercials with these guys. Yeah, I mean, can't you? Don't you see every one of our sure. basketball players hawking a car dealership yeah. or, or um, you know, fast food restaurant or a clothing store or whatever? Yeah, here in town. Yeah. No. I, okay. I, I'm confused by him. I'm fine with it. It's great. Whatever. I just thought it was. I just thought. Well, good for him. You know. I mean, he's just he's trying to be focused. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, a <laughs> swing and a miss. <laughs> no runs, no hits, no errors. We go to the This Day in Sports History next. <laughs> You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it was impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. This is the last time we'll be able to say this today, this year. It's 12-22-22. How about that? With this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire on this 22nd day of the 22nd year. Correct. <laughs> 1915 is where we will he start. He like it was a surprise, like it snuck up on you or whatever. Well, I was, yeah. I was you know. Oh, yeah. wrote like, down, oh my goodness. I wrote down 12-22-22 earlier today, and I was like, Oh, how about that? It's uh, 12, it's twelve twenty-two. Twenty-two. Well, I'm looking forward to the twenty-threes of next year. All right, we'll have those too. Those will be exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many do you think there'll be? Uh, I think there'll be twelve. I don't know how many that we'll get to enjoy though. <laughs> <laughs> my my money's on twelve. Yeah. Well, but I mean, you know, there's not twelve. They won't. Yeah, be it could be a weekend. weekend. Yeah, it yeah. could be a weekend. Oh, that'll be disappointing. Cheated out on that. Yeah. Yeah. You can still enjoy the weekends. Right. I just won't, we won't have them here in this day in sports history. Sure, no, I got it. Yeah. 1915, organized baseball and the Federal League sign a peace treaty in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. The Federal Baseball League would then dissolve. I wonder if they smoked a peace pipe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> but I did think it was un- it was the, the wording of this was the way it made it th- sign a peace treaty. Right. Yeah. Like I realized that they were quote unquote at war, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. 1943, manufacturers get permission to use a synthetic synthetic rubber for baseball cores. Mm. As opposed to cork, I guess? Yeah, that would be my assumption. Or maybe they used cork and said that. Or maybe the... it had to be natural rubber from the trees. Ah. 1969, Pete Maravich sets an NCAA record for hitting 30 of 31 foul shots. 1983, Indiana Pacers win 133-132 to 132 in Denver to end a 28-game losing streak on the road. As soon as you said uh, 130, I was like, well, they had to be playing Denver. 1995, David Cohn signs a $19.5 million three-year contract with the New York Yankees. Did all right there. Mm-hmm. Worked out really well for him. Mm-hmm. And in 2003, the New York Knicks hire Isaiah Thomas as president of basketball operations. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go so well. That did not go so well. They're still they're still trying to figure all the Knickerbockers are still trying to get back to 1970. It is National Date Nut Bread Day. Yeah, I don't care for that at all. I'll take date night over date nut bread. Date night bread. So many questions. I don't know where to start. So we'll go with the birthdays. Happy birthday to Ted Cruz is 52 today. Diane Sawyer, 77. Steve Garvey, 74. And Steve Carlton is 78. And on this day, 
1894. A French officer, Alfred Dreyfus, is convicted of treason by a military court-martial and sentenced to life in prison for an alleged crime of passing military secrets to the Germans. The Jewish artillery captain, convicted on flimsy evidence at best is a highly irregular, in a highly irregular trial, began his life sentence on the notorious Devil's Island prison in, uh, in French Guana in, uh, for four months later. However, four years later... Major Hubert Henry, discover, uh, discoverer of the original letters attributed to Dreyfus, admitted that he had forged much of the evidence against Dreyfus, and that Henry, and then Henry committed suicide. Soon afterwards, French Major Ferdinand Esterhazy, who was the real culprit in all of this, fled the country. The military was forced to order a new court-martial for Dreyfus in 1899. He was found guilty in another slow trial and sentenced to 10 years in prison. However, a new French administration pardoned him, and in 1906, the Supreme Court of Appeals overturned his conviction. The debacle of Dreyfus' affair brought out greater uh, liberalization of France, a reduction in the power of the military, and a formal separation of church and state. That's what it got led to, the formal separation of church and state. Okay. In France. Not here. We had that early early on. Okay. And that is the Stan Sports History. All right, Stan Sports History. Thank you, Jeff. It uh, is 6.50 morning drive. I, I saw this yesterday, and I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. And then when I just peeled back the onion one one little layer, and I was like, well, I'm completely uninterested in that because they're not even playing a game. I mean, they, <laughs> they announced the rosters for the Pro Bowl yesterday, okay, for the AFC and the NFC. Um. The, the problem with the Pro Bowl is is they announced in September that they would no longer play a conventional game. Okay? Mm-hmm. So they're just going to have basically a skills competition that would include some flag football and stuff like that. Uh, Peyton Manning's going to coach the AFC team, and Ray Lewis is going to be his defensive coordinator. Um, so I don't know. I, I just... I. Then all of a sudden, I became uninterested in it. This is uh, going to take place at uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on February the fifth, which would be the week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw the headline. I didn't read who made it and who didn't, but um, depending on which events they have, mm-hmm. it could be really entertaining to watch. Okay. Now, you remember a few years ago they had a dodgeball game? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was entertaining. Yeah, I mean that was super fun. <clears throat> I remember Zeke just—I mean, just crushing it. <laughs> like greatest dodgeball player ever. We found something he can excel at, right? Um, he's decent as a running back too. Yeah, he's, doing, he's doing all right. He's doing—he's had a better year. Uh, they didn't really say what all the skill level competition is going to be this year. So, but I was just like, well, I wonder who's all on the roster. Then I was just like, well, who cares? They're not even playing the game. But yeah, you make a, you make your point about the skills competition was. Well, there. I mean, I think it's probably more about just being honored as okay. We think these, this guy was the best in the sure. AFC at his position. Sure, and, sure. No, more than playing a game where everybody goes half speed, <laughs> right. except for the wide receivers. Right. Are you are you interested in who the Cowboys were? I saw that they had seven of them, like second in the league, right? Uh, I think the Eagles were the only team that had more. Had more. 
Uh, Zach Martin, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, Cavante Turpin. No Dak Prescott. I missed a lot of games. Yeah, I guess it really doesn't surprise you. And uh, I wouldn't, I mean, his numbers, I just don't think this year bear out him being that guy. Yeah. Uh, Eagles had the most with eight, and Cowboys and Chiefs had the next with seven each. Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Nice to have you with us this morning on the Morning Drive. Hopefully you can get your uh, kids down at the proper time on Saturday night so uh, they uh, can uh, await the arrival of the decorated man. That's not usually hard, is it? I mean, don't they want to go to bed early so they can get up? You can't yeah, wake up the, until the, you get to bed. The excitement level. Well, I mean, and we're going to have uh, the, the boys will be with us uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, they've been with us for some time, which is great. So I don't know. It's been it's been a while since I've had a excited kid in the house, except for me. You know, Christmas Eve. You know, I mean, I, I still got a little kid in me. You know, I'm kind of have that anticipation. You know. Of, that's what's good. It, what's that's my, that's what's a positive in, thing. What's in my stocking and I stuff like that. I we think we all, we, we all sh- should have a little kid in us. You know, and so I'm kind of you know, looking forward to Christmas morning and seeing the, the joy and the excitement and all those, all those kinds of things. So I'm looking forward to, looking forward to seeing that and experiencing that. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how uh, so everybody goes to bed on Saturday night. Mom and dad are, they got to, you know, they're, they're pretty good about that. This guy here is soft. I'm soft. <laughs> I'm, I'm soft. I was soft at the concession stand yesterday. Um, the oldest, I'd gotten M&Ms for both of them and uh, some hot dogs. And, you know, we didn't get any cotton candy. But then he wanted, he saw this other green box. He was like, I want some of those too. And I'm like, Grandma said no on, on anything other than this. Yeah, but I really want that. And I caved. I mean, I caved. I was like, okay. <laughs> I caved put him in my pocket and and then he was like can i have some of that and grandma's like well what's that i'm like well he wanted that well what is that i'm like later tell him you can have them later so he had them later then neither one of them made a very good dinner last night so that's probably my fault but you know i owned it you know hey sorry <laughs> that's your problem, right? Yeah, that's your problem. Parents can deal with that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry. Sorry about you. I'm sorry. You shouldn't ask me to watch your kids. Sorry I'm so, about you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so you know, I, I the other thing that uh, I guess, I guess the thing I'm, uh, when you look at this recruiting class, and you, and they, you never know how these things are going to pan out. But it looks like they got some dudes, Jamie. That's, that, I guess that's what it looks like more than anything else. Um, they signed a full class. I kind of, they, they don't really have a whole lot to add. They may add, I'm guessing they may add some transfers. As things may, you know, open up on the roster, some guys may. Oh, sure, already have, and you know, we'll continue to. Some guys may exit, you know, you know, at the spring, you know, or at the, you know, at the certain times here in the next few weeks. But it looks like. And I don't know that they got everybody they wanted because that that never that never happens. But you know, got some size, you know, along the defensive line and offensive line. 
um, you know, players that had experienced success. Uh, they got some local kids, um, which, you know, is always important. You know, we talked about Caden Carr from Lubbock Cooper, and they got Isaiah Crawford from, from Post, and they got John Curry from Coronado High School. So, I mean, and then they got a kid from Trinity Christian as well, uh, Marcus Raymond uh, Edwards. Um, so, you know, there's been criticism of, of past staffs. And Anthony White, he's a player from Aberdeen who, who did not play this past year because of a knee injury, but uh, is, is rehabbing. And um, they've, they've obviously uh, added him as well. I think he's a preferred walk-on. But, you know, there have been past staffs that have been criticized for not going out and getting a kid from Plainview or a kid from Tulia or a kid from, heck, even here in town, you know, at Coronado High School, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who went to, to TCU or, you know, legacy players who, whose dads played here. Now, we don't have any of those this time around, I don't think. Um, but, you know, hopefully this is a sign of things to come that, you know, if you have a kid that's in this area, and let's, and let's define this area as within the, you know, the eight counties or so that surround Lubbock, um, who's a Division One prospect, who's considering going to name any school in the country uh, for the most part, man, you you ought to be at least in the finalists uh, or getting that kid. And, you know, if you're winning football games and providing excitement and, you know, opportunity and all those things, then you should be able to, to sell him on coming here to play football. Um, you would think so. Yeah, you'd think Unless so. Unless he's one of those kids that some kids in college age just want to get away. Sure. And and that's and that's mm-hmm. certainly understandable, but sure. one of the ways that you do that is to create a winning environment so when these kids are 9, 10, 12 years old and they're going to these games, whether it's football or basketball or baseball, and they're like, "Hey, I want I want to do that. I want to experience that. I want to, you know, when they rush the field or they rush the court or they go to Omaha or something like that and like, "I want to be one of those guys someday." Mm-hmm. And then when they are those guys, that they're not doing that for TCU or Texas or Texas A&M or Oklahoma State or whomever. Because um, we've seen too many times kids go to some other schools. And, and like you said, sometimes it's the case of, hey, they just want to go somewhere else and play. I get it. <laughs> but um, so, you know, the, the, the conventional thing is, is that they've signed their best class since 2011. That's, that's what... That's what that's yep. what people are saying. Ranking wise, yeah, yeah, that's and, good. And so, so yeah. So that's, when you twenty eleven was a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it. those kids that were, you know, ten years old then or twenty two years old now. They're done with their college, and even in uh, even a ranking like twenty four seven sports, they have Texas Tech um, at uh, at twenty third uh, ahead of schools like. Mississippi State, Michigan State, North Carolina, Washington, Nebraska, Kansas State, Louisville, Baylor, Missouri, Kentucky, Maryland, Virginia Tech, Ole Miss, UCLA, Iowa, West Virginia, Northwestern, Minnesota, Iowa State, North Carolina State, Arizona. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. So, I mean, those are real schools, you know, that this recruiting class is ranked ahead of. We have not always been able to say that. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. You know, and uh, and you're just just to know that when I say real schools, like yeah, they're all real schools, Chuck. I mean, you're right behind Utah and Arkansas and Florida State and Auburn and TCU 
and Michigan. Okay, Michigan 17, TCU's 18. Both those schools are in the college football playoff. And I'm not here to suggest that four years from now you're going to be in the college football playoff, but you don't get there to the college football playoff or to the top of your particular conference if you're at least not ranking high in recruiting. Because the better recruits you get, bingo, the better players you get, right? It's about Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. Yeah, Yeah, and usually those teams that you see in the college football playoff are finishing around that area in the recruiting rankings each year. Yeah. So in the top four. Yeah. 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 And, and unfortunately, you know, the look at the top four and it's the usual suspects, Alabama, Georgia, Texas is three, Miami's four, Ohio State five. And oh, by the way, guess what? You know, Georgia's in the college football playoff and so yeah. is Ohio State and Alabama was just on the outside looking so do in. Do you look at these anymore and, and say to yourself, wow, you know, Nick Saban or whoever is such a great recruiter. Or do you look at these now and go, man, they spent a lot of money on that class? Um, I think know, it's a combination. I do. And, and the, the other thing, too, that I think about more than anything else, too, I think there's tradition of winning, too. You know? Yeah, those schools that have a tradition of yeah, winning, yeah. I, bet, I better have some money to dish out in NIL. Oh, yeah. Too. No, no no question. But I, no. I, I just think that even whether it's NIL or not, you know, schools with winning tradition, great great players are attracted to that absolutely no and, question and so in order for you to be successful you've got to have success on the field and like they did this past year in beating texas and oklahoma you're tuned into the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 recapping the night that was in the world of sports that's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference and passing so far this year and remember he didn't start the first game Right. still play a lot though and also bringing some humor to your day I, I just don't want to disappoint you I just as much as I disappoint you I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on double T 97.3 or on the double T 97.3 mobile app we've uh, lost another degree We're down to 6 yikes 6 yikes. I think we'll get to 0 so we, do we just have a BA or was it our masters we lost well, master's to go. Oh, yeah, well, I, I never even attempted to do a master's. Did you ever attempt to do a master's? I did not. Did you ever think about it? No, I did not. I thought about it. Thought about it, but I never did anything about it. What were you going to get your master's in? Something. <laughs> I, think, I think you are already the master of a lot of things. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I really, I really... I really thought someday I would. I would I thought you know if I'd have done this when I was when I was single, I would. If I'd have known I was going to be here this long, I would probably would have done it when I was single. Not that I would have done anything, but I thought it would be. Thought it'd just be cool to be able to say I had a degree from Texas Tech, but I never did anything about it. Yeah, I do agree. It is cool to say you have a degree from Texas Tech. <laughs> I won't. I won't ever know that unless I get some kind of honorary thing someday. But <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. That would be pretty cool, though. Considering they call you either. their favorite Jayhawk, I don't think that's yeah. going to happen anytime yeah. soon. You know, that, that, well, I think Clint is, but well, he didn't go to school there. So he just claims it. All right, your question, sir. All right, I'm going to Red Raider football today. Mm-hmm. It's a two-parter. Oh, man. He's, he's sometimes one, struggle with these. Well, I was going to say the one-parters are hard <laughs> enough. All right, I want you to tell me a Red Raider football game this year that you lost, mm-hmm. that you feel like you should have won, mm. 
And I want you to tell me one that you won that you feel like you should have lost. Okay. Let me let me pull up the schedule here. Um, I I I feel like that you um, should have lost the Houston game because they were in the red zone uh, numerous times, and I I feel like that Dana Holgerson. Uh, as the head coach, lost that lost that football game uh, for Houston. I, I feel like that, without question, that Texas Tech should have lost that game. You lost, you won it thirty three to thirty in two overtimes. Okay, in a game that you lost that you should have won. I I guess Jamie, I'm gonna say. Um, I'm guess I'm going to say the K State game because I feel like that missed field goal um, was huge in terms of momentum, and that you had you had some opportunities to win that game. So I'm going to say should have should have lost Houston, should have beat K State. Jeff, Chuck, you're half right. Should have beat K State. That's you had that. You should have beat K State. Period. Uh, but when you look at how the teams fared the rest of the way, mm-hmm. when you look at the talent of the the opponent on one, and what how it happened, who it happened to, and how you didn't do it a lot this season, getting Texas to fumble in overtime, that's a game you should have lost. See, the, my second choice was going to be Oklahoma, Jamie. Okay, so I'm going to say the one that you won that you should have lost was Houston. Uh, They had the lead for most of that game. They had a lead late in that game. Remember, uh, after a field goal, I mean, I can't remember how much time was left on the clock. When you get the ball back, you're down by three, and it looks like you're dead. Mm -hmm. Donovan had a long run to set up the long field goal from Wolf. Um, and then, and then you won win in, in OT, so a double OT. So I feel like that was the one that you won that you probably shouldn't have. It felt like Houston controlled that game the mm-hmm. whole day. Uh, you just made some plays when you needed to. Donovan was really good down the stretch after really struggling for most of the game. So you 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 were lucky to come away with a win that day. I think the one that I look at. I hope this is not me, me just like showing my my hatred or whatever. But, like, I look at TCU, okay? You end up losing that game by 10. And remember, you were ultimately down 34-17. But the debacle with the messing up with the officials on the downs, okay, um, was, you know, that was big, okay, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Uh, the, the, The questionable... I mean, the pass interference against Miles Price that ended a drive across midfield. I mean, uh, stuff like that. The the 15-yard face mask penalty, even though we get, you know, it looked like it was the right call. I mean, that that just was like, that, that didn't actually happen. And that extended a drive that led to seven points for TCU. It would have been like third and 17. And instead it was first and 10, 15 yards down the field. And they score seven on that drive. Um, and then I look at, I mean, your offense was moving the ball at will while Barron was in there. And until he got hurt, mm-hmm. that just completely changed things with your offense. 
So I look at that TCU game and feel like, man, you had a great chance to win that game. I don't disagree with you guys on Kansas State as being one that you pro- you could have or maybe should have won. The field goal was massive. Um, but I just, I just look at that TCU game and say there were so many things that went against you that weren't your fault that yeah. were huge, mm-hmm. that were just huge, whether it be the officiating, whether it be the downs, whether it be the, I mean, the injury. I mean, I know that's just part of football. Yeah. Um, but it just felt like, man, the football gods were not with you that day at all. And that was a game. And then the game gets out of hand because you start going for every fourth down and all that yeah. good stuff yeah. but um, because you're behind and, and all that. But mm-hmm. um, I just felt like that's one that easily – could have been the other way. Okay. Uh, somebody says this off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Should have lost uh, versus Iowa State in multiple trips in the red zone by the Cyclones, mm. but they couldn't make field goals. That's a really good point. Down. That is a great point. Yep. That is a great point. Hard to say UT is a game you should have lost because you went up by three with 21 seconds. It should have never gotten to overtime. That's fair as well. Anyway, that's a, that was a good question. Um that was the one I didn't anticipate. Not that I'm really good at anticipating. I like to keep you on your toes. Not that I'm really good at anticipating your questions because I'm, I'm really not, to be quite honest with you. Every, I sit here dumbfounded every day and kind of show it too most days. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> And, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. I have a stupid question. and I probably have a stupid answer. On the 12 days of Christmas, is it the 12 days before or the 12 days after? It's the 12 days before, right? Because the wise men get to baby Jesus on the on the... On the last day, right? What do the wise men have to do with the twelve days? I think that because it's uh, twelve days, there's a there's there's a biblical thing there. I'm not really it, it, the twelve days of Christmas is related to when the wise men made their trek. It was like twelve days out, I think. Something along those lines. Hmm. Tell us where you're leaning, Jeff. I lean toward the twelve days after. Okay. Um. But I could be convinced to go either way on this with just a feather nudge. <laughs> which way? So you, which you're way? you're saying after because the wise men came on that day and started giving gifts? Yes. I think I've always in my mind had it. Well, really, I don't think I've ever thought about it. Okay, okay but <laughs> now that I do, I assume it was before leading up to. But I don't think I put the two things together. Okay. I don't think I put the biblical part with the 12 days because the 12 days is more of a Hanukkah thing. Okay, so here we go. The 12 days of Christmas are the last six days of the old year, so the 26th through the 31st, and the first six days of the new year, the 1st through the 6th. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Christians believe that the 12 days of Christmas mark the amount of time it took after the birth of Jesus for the Magi or the wise men to travel to Bethlehem for the Epiphany when they recognized him as the Son of God. 
Dang, so you, can, you can get to Finland. You can get to Finland faster than that. Yeah. Nailed it. I thought you said you thought it was before. Well, I nailed it because there was a biblical reference to it. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got to take my victories as I can, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> you nailed it. There's 12 days of Christmas. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> One of my yeah, I didn't um, uh, I didn't even uh, put together the biblical side of things. Okay. I did. I just thought it was some silly song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite basketball games of the year is tonight. I, I doubt that I watch a second of it, but I'll be anticipating the result of it. Okay. It's uh, it's the bragging rights game. Uh, this game will take place between the University of Illinois, who are currently ranked 16th in the country. They're eight and three on the season, and they take on the Missouri Tigers, who are 10 and one on the year. Uh, they've had a bit of a cupcake schedule. Uh, they will play in St. Luigi, St. Louis, Missouri, which is you know proximity to both Illinois and Missouri. And the the reason I love this game is because. No matter the year, no matter how great Missouri's players have been versus Illinois, whether it was Lou Henson versus Norm Stewart or whomever's coaching now versus whomever's coaching now, Missouri always finds a way to lose this game. And it, it's, it's, it means, I think, more to them than it does to Illinois. And Illinois, in the 42, excuse me, 52-year history of this, has won 33 times and Missouri's lost 19 times including last year, 88 to 63. So if you're a betting person, uh, Illinois is favored by six and a half. And I'm, I would tell you, they'll probably win by 10. Illinois is actually good. Yeah, right. They're, so, yeah. they're good. They're good. They're, yeah, they're kind of back. They're, they're kind of back. But um, mm-hmm. I always, always love it when this game is played because I know that uh, it means more to the Missouri people than it does to the Illinois people. Mm-hmm. And the Illinois guys always seem to find a way to win. Jamie, you know what this goes to show, right? You can take the boy out of Kansas, yeah. but you can't take the Kansas and the hatred for Missouri, <laughs> his own home state, out of yeah. out of Kansas. That's right. Yeah, you the best, the most entertaining basketball game of 2022 was was played at the Rip Griffin Center the other night. So Fresh, I mean, friendship and uh, Trinity. That was. That was a that was a lot of fun. Um, so this one is gonna it's gonna pale in comparison to that one, Chuck. You should have just gone on Tuesday night. I should have. You should have just gone. You should, I mean, there would have been a lot of people there for you to shake mm-hmm. hands with. Um, I yeah, I, I've I'm I'm never really interested in that matchup. There it okay. doesn't really do anything for me. But okay. um, I'm trying to think of like. Wasn't Kenny Battle a stud for Illinois? Probably, yeah. D. Brown, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. D. Brown? Yeah. Who was the, uh, the really good point guard they had that played with, seemed like he played with D. Brown? Darren, mm-hmm. somebody that played in the NBA with the Jazz. Don't know. Can't remember. Anyway, Illinois used to be a great team. They used to be fun back in the day and then late 80s. Lou they were, Dew, Lou Henson. Yeah, Lou Henson, yeah, <laughs> with his square head. Lou Dew, yeah. With his square haircut, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, could, Illinois used to be a cool team. They could, they so could. They've just fallen off the map. I know, right? They're, yeah. they're back. Yeah, uh, that's this, cool. This from the Ace Flying Center chat line. I love that they play this game. I won't watch it, but I appreciate the fact that they play it. Very Zoolander of you, Chuck. <laughs> okay. 
Bobby Hot Dogs wants to know if we've prepared our grievances. It's Festivus Eve today. Uh, we air grievances. Yeah, we don't hold back. Yeah. That's one yeah. of those things. We don't wait for uh, one day a year. We get those out pretty much immediately around here. Uh, let's see. You know what that's from, right, Chuck? Would you repeat The airing that? of grievances? Yeah. It's from Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much what we do all day, every day around right. here. Right, we hear a lot we of grievances. Just, we just grieve. <laughs> we just, we just grieve. <laughs> all right, uh, Texas Tech. They uh, took down Houston Christian yesterday. Uh, here's Coach Adams. He was asked if the team is starting to move in the right direction. You know, we, we probably had uh, more room for improvement than than most teams with, with only three players back and one starter back. So, and with these uh, seven underclassmen, we knew it was going to take time. And, and there, it, we're still doing a lot of teaching, and we're not there yet. And I think this team's going to continue to grow and, and improve. And, and you know, I... I uh, Hopefully, this team will be playing its best basketball in March, and we'll you'll keep seeing us hit those those plateaus and getting better, and better uh, each week. That's spoken like a true coach. We had a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, I agree yeah. with everything you said there. Yeah. With so many new players, mm-hmm. you expect that the team is going to improve and get better as the season goes along. You're going to be a lot better in mid February than you were in early December. And, Hopefully, uh, you're playing your best at the end of the year. When do we hit our peak? Do we hit our peak this time of year, or do we hit our peak in, in like April, like you, you, me, and Jeff? Do we have a peak? Are we just we're the reverse bell are we curve? Just, are we just a, a plateau. We are the plateau for this station. Well, we're pretty consistent. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I always think of us as the reverse bell curve. So we start high mm-hmm. and then drop off into nothingness. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like that we. And I know so- when we were at our worst. The, the, the day before Chuck goes to a uh, Lady Raider road trip or on vacation. Mm. That's usually when we're at our worst. Why the, why it just the, gets a little loosey-goosey. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, why the road trip? I get the vacation. Yeah. The road it just gets a little loosey-goosey. <laughs> Does it? Okay. Yeah. And we slowly, very slowly get back to the level, mm-hmm. and then we fall off again. Yeah. yeah. So it's the reverse. Sometimes those are the most uh, fun shows to listen well, to. Isn't that the whole... But maybe not to be a part of. Isn't that the whole, <laughs> isn't that the whole deal here? I mean, there's a escape from life, have, you know, just a little a little fun, a song, a dance, a laugh or two. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. 823 mm-hmm. this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, one last thing from uh, Coach Adams. Uh, he was asked, is he more confident with Big 12 play looming? Well, I'm nervous. You know, I probably a lot of a lot of really good teams in the Big 12, and and uh, we've still got to continue to work on cutting down mistakes. But but we're getting better, and and this is a team that will compete. And there's no doubt our guys will step on the floor and going to play hard. And and uh, yeah, it's here whether we're ready or not. But I think our guys are, are uh, getting in a position, both mentally and physically, uh, getting uh, you know Bacho got to play some valuable minutes, and, and JT seems a little better. DH is better with. Uh, He's had that ankle problem, and, and so we're nearly there. We just got to get Ferdas uh, back on the floor, and that should happen hopefully sometime in January. Why isn't he F.A.? I don't know. Play basketball is all about the initials. It is. It's, all, it's, it's, it's you know. The D.H. and the K. K.B., oh, the big fellow. K.O.'s. And, yeah. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973com